time once again to the Brain Candy Podcast. It's the best kind of podcast because it's your kind of podcast and it's my kind of podcast. Stop all the podcasts. So let's start the podcast right now. Wow, we. How you doing, Seuss? Welcome to the show, everybody. Mm-hmm. This show is all about you guys because they submitted all of the jazz we're going to talk about today. Yes. All the questions. All you people that are mad that we put our challenge stuff on Patreon. Uh-huh. Here's your, here's a bone we're throwing at you. There you go. You know, we just like to do this every once in a while. I give you a little treat. Walk down memory lane, if yeah. you will. Right. We asked people on Twitter, what do you think is the most memorable, scandalous, funny, important moment in real world road rules challenge history? Comment below. Um, and I must say my initial thoughts upon reading them mm-hmm. were that there was a, a generational thing going yes, on. Yes, yes, yes. Because most people were saying things that were from the last 10 years, but they're on, they've been making them for about 20. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of skewed towards that. And you remember how they told us how they don't even play clips from those early seasons because they're not in HD. They can't, yeah. They can, but they're like they're not oh, HD. Oh, I heard it's a wrong it's the wrong format. It's one's it shot in digital format and the other one's shot in something else. I mean, so they, they, could. Like, they could. It would just could, take a couple dollars and oh, yeah. they're, they're like, "Let's gonna... pretend like those 10 years didn't happen." Right. So, and then they keep replaying the same events over and over, so they get drilled into our heads, being the really memorable ones. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we can talk about the ones that people really love, but I will probably pepper in my own experience, yes, which has nothing to do with the last 10 years. <laughs> um, but that way we'll cover all the bases. But and important so, nonetheless. Yeah. What was like, when you think about your time in real life, not watching it. Okay. Real life. Like, what was the most scandalous moment that you were present mm. for? Scandalous? <sighs> I mean... Even if it didn't make air. Oh. I think... I mean, I wouldn't even call it scandalous, but I think the the fight with Brad was the most intense yeah. thing that I had ever witnessed. I would say the most intense thing I'd ever witnessed inside or outside a challenge house. No doubt like, about it. I had never been scared like that before in my life. Like, you know, that I felt like I was unsafe. Yeah. And the look in the in people's eyes was fear. Yeah. You know, I remember when Evan yeah. came and ran to us and we were like, stay in the bathroom. And the look in his eyes was like... We have a situation. This is serious. Yeah. You know, and he's, I had never seen that look in another person before. Yeah. Evan's not one to lose his cool. Not at all. Yeah. And that made me really scared. And it was my first challenge. And I'm just like, (laughs) is this what it's always like? (laughs) And I'm just like, yep. But it it really was crazy. Yeah. So that one was probably the most intense thing. And And I never witnessed a fight ever in my, I saw my very first fight ever ever first fight in a bar or whatever on my season of the real world. And I was like, this is nuts. People really do this. I was like, I thought this only happened on TV. Oh wait, I'm on TV. (laughs) And then it was just, I, I, the amounts of fights I saw after that, I was like, this doesn't happen 
Have you ever been somewhere in your regular life and seen a fight, a bar fight or something like that? I have never. Just in high school, not a bar fight or anything like that. I don't think I'd ever seen a fight before. Oh, okay. And then, you know, when my dad and my brother duked it out in the front yard. Oh, there's that. <laughs> True story. One. I had to get in between them. Oh, no. Yeah. I come from a long line of trash. Oh, God. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, but I think it's obviously obvious why these fights happen. Yeah. It's not just that it's an intense environment. It's also that the, the, the behavior is encouraged, but... It doesn't make it any less scary. Yeah. What was your, what would you say is the most? That was the, definitely the scariest yeah. moment. Um, funny were a lot of the funniest moments are not on air. Mm-hmm. You what know, are, what are your, some, like one of the funniest notes? times was whenever I was on road rules, viewers revenge and they, for, for a couple hours left us with, no crew at all, period. Not even a PA. Sounds like a great idea. No phone. And we're just, we just have an RV and we're just sitting in an RV in the, like a, where you park an RV, like an yeah, RV park. RV park. <laughs> yep. That's the one. And I was mad because I felt like it wasn't safe uh-huh. to leave us. So I was like, let's go. Let's leave. We'll show them. <laughs> so we did. We went on a joyride. And just like nice. drove around and it was a riot. Oh, you are making all these memories come back just in your, <laughs> yes. Because it was just like, all right, you're going to leave us and it's not safe. What are we supposed to do if there's an emergency? You can't even call 911. Right. Oh my gosh. Come on. So things like that make me laugh. Um, and I think each season has its own like hilarious moments. Mm-hmm. I loved the drawings that Kenny did of all everybody's parents when we were on the ruins. <laughs> that was spot one of my on Oh, too. they were so funny. So he went around the room and and pretty much for everybody that was in the house, he drew a caricature of what their parent what parents would look like. Yeah. They were so funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, my mom looked like a little boy and, who, and <laughs> she totally does look like that and it was like dead on whatever he drew the best was his drawing of johnny's dad who was like an italian guy who looked like <laughs> looked like the italian character from chuck e cheese <laughs> you know right, that guy yeah. i don't know what his name is i'm right. sure it's something hilarious like yeah. some italian like with the mustache and everything and oh god it was just so funny yeah those those things aren't great for tv yeah. but they're helpful for your sanity yes um but I don't know, man. It's like there's too many even to... One time when we were in... Uh, uh, thinking of another terrifying moment, when we were in Prague, and this did, this barely made it on air. Like, the whole story didn't make it. So we were in Prague at this bar where we had the upstairs area, and let me tell you, Czech people, <laughs> like, guys, are not a group you want to mess with. Okay. At all. Good to know. And they they all look like the people who you'd hire to kill someone, like they, the guys from Taken or something, like the bad guys. And we were at this bar and everybody was doing shots of absinthe, which is the first mistake. <laughs> and I was not. I was like not drinking at this time. And so I, the worst is being the sober one in these situations. It's just awful. And uh, so Brad... Gets into it 
with this guy in the bathroom. Like he's going to go, they gave us a separate bathroom or told us to go to this one bathroom. And the guy, I don't know if he didn't want Brad to use it or he was like, what, you can't use that. Brad was like, no, this is the one I'm supposed to use. And Brad ended up shutting the door on his hand and it started this huge bar fight that then Johnny was involved in. And Johnny comes out like he also get like goes into the restroom and can, this is like right before we're about to leave and some people are trying to make their way to the bus and all of a sudden I hear behind me this ruckus and this just commotion and Johnny and Brad are in a fist fight with these Czech guys and Johnny pushes one of them and pushes him down a flight of stairs and then he's sitting like at the bottom of the stairs, not moving. And I, we honestly thought that like he had broken his neck or something. And the production doesn't say any, it's just like, get on the bus, get on the bus, get on the bus. So rushes us all on the bus as fast as we can. And the, like tells the bus driver, go, go, go. And the check guys are like running after us. And then somebody had called the cops. We, no joke, ran from the cops. Like the cops, I guess, came to the bar as we were leaving the bar and, didn't follow us thank goodness but and then johnny like split his eye open and he had to go to the hospital because his eye like he got punched in the face and the guy got thrown down the flight of stairs it was so you don't know if the guy's dead we didn't know i mean i think he was not why do you think that clearly oh because i think somebody one of the pas was behind somebody told us that he wasn't but like it was terrible we were i mean the talk on the way home and then on the way home dunbar is like fooling around in the back and it, like is all drunk and is knocking from side to side and slips and falls down the stairs and the door to the bus opens and he almost <laughs> falls out of the freaking bus. We almost while lost it's moving? while it's moving. It was terrifying. Somebody grabbed him and pulled him back in like just in time. It was an insane night. Absinthe is nobody should ever be allowed to drink that on the challenge. I think we all know what we need for this episode. Tons and tons of wine. <laughs> right? And not the crummy $2 no, bottle ones no, no. like they give you on the challenge. That <laughs> stuff is poison. <laughs> right. What you need is Bright Cellars. Yes. Here's this goop on Bright Cellars. If you are like a lot of people and you're like, I don't know how to pick a wine. I had my aunt take this test the other day. No. Yes. And they ask you like, what's your favorite yes. She was um, like, I want, I want to know what kind of whites I like. And we put there through the test. That and is then so she great. Got a big old deal. Oh, that's great. Yes. Okay, yeah. Tell the people. It'll be like, what kind of chocolate do you like? Milk, dark, or or white? Or mm-hmm. what kind of juice do you like? Or do you like coffee, tea, or nothing? Mm-hmm. And then based on your answers, they can tell probably what kind of wine you'll prefer. And then they ship it right to your door. It's super convenient. They have great customer service. And um, they you know, just provide you with knowledge about what you can then order if you go out, what you like and things like that. And they offer such a great deal to our listeners, which we so appreciate. Um, Here's how you do it. Go take the quiz, see Mm -hmm. what your wine matches are and you get 15, no, 50, 55, zero off your first shipment at brightsellers.com slash brain candy. That's bright sellers as in wine seller.com slash brain candy. So 50% off, just so we're clear on that. I mean, half off wine? Come on. What do you want from me, people? Um, but that's crazy. It was it was the most insane night. Oh, it was so crazy. He ended up in the hospital. Johnny ended up in the hospital. 
didn't Why didn't back. they show it much though? Be, I think they couldn't. I don't I think the They just showed that you guys were out and that's yeah, it. Yeah, it showed us running out of there real fast, but and I think you can hear me in the background either saying like this is insane or like everybody, you know, I like the voice of reason louder than other people's and that's usually one of them. Right. Such a buzzkill. It's like kill. a refrain that yeah. I, but uh, when we were on Challenge Mania, Derek's podcast, we I was reminded of when we were on Gauntlet 2 and this gal named Joe was there. She was on Real World San Francisco and she, even at that time, hadn't been on anything ever other than Real World San Francisco, I think, and hadn't been on TV in 10 years or something. And she just thought... It was going to be fun, and you go to this island, and it's sort of like whatever. Was she wrong? Yeah, and she was just not cut out for challenge life. And it must have been day two or three, and she had one. I think the thing that we did on the first day that determined that she was like the head of, mm-hmm. and so she got the big bed, and she. But I remember watching this. Yeah, and she like had high risk and high reward. Like she got the nice bed and stuff, but she was also going to have to go into the elimination round every time or something. And she, no joke, lost her marbles. Mm -hmm. And you could tell it was a panic attack. I don't know if it was biologically, physiologically a panic attack, but at least in behavior, she cracked. And we were in Trinidad and Tobago and she called the police And was like, I'm being held against my will. And they took away our phone, so we can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was... There might have even been a phone on the wall, yeah, like a house Yeah, I think phone. I remember seeing, like, watching this episode yeah. and seeing her do that. It was a local, it was the house phone yeah. that, you know, you could oh call, God. like, a She's local like the number. the person ever on there. So she called whatever their equivalent to 911 is and was like, I'm being held against my will. The police came and production was like she's not she can she can leave if she wants so she left but i don't think she regrets doing that because Mm -mm. she realized that she was not where she wanted to be i think when um uh trishel when she was my partner on rivals two i think it was yeah and she quit and i just woke up and she was gone I think that was the smartest thing she ever did. And I can't believe I didn't do that earlier. She, I mean, she had cut her foot open and nobody gave her medical attention and they like wouldn't, it was just insane. And that the whole house was crazy. Everything was just bonkers. I'm surprised, to be honest with you, I'm surprised there's not more of that. Right. Because there's some people that love it or unfazed by it or just don't care. Then there's other group of people that are like, what is this? Yeah. Well, I think people who've grown up in chaos, like if you're used to the fire, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't burn you. Yeah. And so I feel like I grew up in chaos. So it's like, oh, this is it? Okay. I can handle this. I'm used to this. And I think there's a lot of that on the challenge. Yeah. I can't people relate to that. People who's just surrounded with chaos, by chaos. But when Champs versus Stars and Champs versus Pros came along, though, it was an important moment for me in the way that I observed the the crew. Oh, because yeah. tell me. Well, they when there's stars and pros involved who have agents, uh-huh. publicists, they they make a lot more money than most of the challengers. And so they have to treat them a certain way. Yeah. And because the challenge talent 
I mean, that's what they call them. We know we're not challenge kids, cast members, whatever, um, are just a part of all this one big show. Mm -hmm. They have to treat them properly as Mm -hmm. well. And it changes everything. Like the expectations, the food that's provided is better. The accommodations are much nicer. Mm -hmm. The um, sort of willingness to let you get away with stuff is greater. Could you imagine, remember when, who was it, Bow Wow, who play, made him play the tape yeah. again to see if Zach yeah. had like pushed him or elbowed right. him or something? Could you imagine any scenario where one of the challengers would have, where that would have been okay? Right. Where I was like, you know what? I really need them to run back the tape because I think Susie pushed me. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, suck it. Yeah. Go sit down on the bus, Sarah. But s- sometimes what they usually do instead of saying suck it is they'll be like, oh, okay, let me go check. And then yeah. you never see them again. Yep. That's totally it. They, they like, don't even, they, they just dismiss run, you. Run your, you know, and run around I circles. pointed it out to one of the producers and I was like, um, so you see then how the difference between what you have to do with the talent on Champs versus Stars versus how you treat the talent on the challenge and why if you're a challenger that would be annoying yeah. and how we want more than like a bag of saltines for dinner. I remember you going off uh, at the ruins on, cause I think I was we were so out bitter. in the sun and we didn't get any lunch and you were just the best person to be arguing with the, with Booth at that time. And they <laughs> sent some PA or some like, you know, low level person to talk to you and you were like, no, I'm not talking to you. I want to talk to him. Yeah. You know, the producer. Yeah, when I was on the spring break challenge, that was the same situation. We weren't fed for a long period of time, and I uh, almost passed out, and that's why they had to bring an IV in, and they were like, give her a sandwich. Yeah. Like, they, you're out in the sun all day, Yeah, and they're just like shooting, shooting, yeah. shooting. I don't know. I'm not into it, yeah. but that's beside the point. Um, okay, let's read some of these and there's a lot of repetition. A lot of people were saying that DM's wig yeah. moment was uh-huh. very important. What do you think about that? I think it really was. I think it um I think it showed a level of vulnerability on the challenge. It also showed like team camaraderie. I think it was really great to see everybody um like encourage her and say that she was beautiful and and you know it made it okay. And I've never had to go through that, so mm-hmm. I don't know what it's mm-hmm. like. But as a viewer, mm-hmm. I remember thinking, I don't know why she's so upset. She yeah. looks great. I thought the same thing. But as for, I think, the mm-hmm. people going through it, it doesn't matter if you say that. They don't feel that way. It feels like they're being exposed. Is that accurate? Yeah, and I think maybe that, uh, especially for women, that a lot of our identity is tied, is wrapped up Mm-hmm. no pun intended, in our hair. Yeah. And a lot of, especially the femininity. Mm-hmm. And so if you, you know, DM had beautiful hair and long before that had like long, this long, amazing hair mm-hmm. and that she would like whip around when she danced. 
And so for her to lose something, you know, it's like if everybody said, oh my God, your hair is so beautiful every day. And then your hair were gone. You'd think, am I even still yeah. beautiful? Because the thing that people say is beautiful all the time isn't there anymore. Right. What That'll it, be hard. What am I without that? Yeah. 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 But I think she did a good job showing that she's a lot without, even without that. Yeah. That was really, they did a good job of yeah. portraying that story. I wish they would do more of that kind of storytelling. Yeah. yeah. Because Clearly, it we resonates it. Yes. with viewers, and they remember it rather than having like, some heart on the show. This, I would say the last time that I really remember that happening was with me and Jordan when we won, when we we were having a moment by the campfire on the night of our final challenge, and I was talking about how nobody ever believed in me and thought I could do anything, and he goes, and I go, you just don't know what that feels like because you could do everything, and Jordan was like. I have one hand. Mm-hmm. I, of course, know that feeling. Like, pe- uh, people definitely think I can't do anything. And so we had this moment where we both cried, and, like, it was really touching, and the producers said it was so touching, and they were crying, and it, they made Did they it- portray it that yes, way? Yes, and it was really special, and I wish that things like that got more attention because that was a really beautiful moment for me and for Jordan and for the show, because for me, what it, it devolves into is like a cacophony of fights that yeah. all run together. You yeah. don't even remember which show it's from. It's just people yelling at each other. But those moments are poignant and stand out to people. Yeah. And that's what kept coming up when in this list that people added to. Yeah. Um, another example of that is Danny from Real World Austin when his mother died. Uh-huh. Do you recall whether she, was she ill? Did she have cancer or something? Because that I don't remember. Yeah, but I feel like it was sudden. That's the thing. I didn't think it was expected. Yeah, it wasn't. It it was all. It was pretty sudden. I think. Yeah, that was. And then powerful. he himself was in the hospital because he had gotten in a fight, or something, and yeah. gotten hit with a beer bottle or something like that in the face. Yeah. And had to find out then. Oh wow. And then mm. I remember on the Real World Seattle, there was a girl named Lindsay, and she had had a friend come. You know how your friends come see you in the house. Mm-hmm. And then a few weeks later, someone called her and told her that he had killed himself. And that was part of the show. And she, her reaction was gut-wrenching. Oh, that's the worst. And it was raw. Yeah. I mean, that was raw real. Raw is a good word for it. And I thought, holy smokes, mm-hmm. you know? And when I met her, because our shows ran at the same time, you could tell that was still not, had not been processed all, yeah. all the way yet. But those moments that just sort of coincidentally happened during taping are really powerful. Yeah. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, do you remember the Las Vegas hot tub scene? Was that the threesome hot tub scene? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think this kind of solidified the hot tub as being almost like an eighth cast member in the real world house. <laughs> yeah, because it had previously just been the pool table. And I don't think that same-sex kissing was something that was seen on television that often at the time, right? Yeah. What yeah. year was this? That would have been like 2005, yeah, yeah, something like that. I think before, way before that, because I was on in 2008. Well, 
Let me check. Do you think that was early? Like how much earlier? I think Vegas was at least five or six seasons before mine. It was um, 2002. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's not too far off. Um, let's take a break and talk about saving money. Let's do it. If you're a person with credit card debt and you're speaking of Vegas <laughs> and you're paying too much on your APR, which a lot of people are without realizing it, mm-hmm. they're just sort of not aware of what they're even paying for. This, uh, Lightstream offers a credit card consolidation loan with a fixed interest rate as low as 5.49 APR with auto pay. You can save thousands of dollars in interest. Loans are from $5,000 to $100,000. There's no fees. And it's super easy. If you go to their website, you can just put in your basic information of what you have going on debt-wise, and it'll tell you very quickly what your new payment will be. And you don't have to put in a lot of personal information, which is nice. If you apply today and get an additional interest rate discount on top of Lightstream's already low rates... The only way for our listeners with good credit to get this special interest rate discount is to go to lightstream.com slash brain candy. That's lightstream.com slash brain candy. L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash brain candy. Here's the fine print. Subject to credit approval rate includes 0.50% auto pay discount available only when you select auto pay prior to loan funding. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com for important information about limits on Lightstream loans and same day funding. Whoa. There you go. Um, yeah. Okay. So that was that. Then, do you remember when uh, David pulled the blanket off of Tammy in the Los Angeles Mm-mm. season? Tell me about... But this is one that lives in infamy, I feel like, right? It's such a big deal. At the time, it was because back then, and I don't even think they do this as much now, like, they replayed this stuff. So, I mean, yeah, marathon after marathon. I've probably seen that episode right? 20 times. Whereas now there's some repeats and stuff, but for the most part, it's like... Yeah, because yeah, we got a people. whole bunch of crazy stuff happening new every season. Yeah. So back more then, watered down, I guess. It's It was just different. It was just the only reality shows that were on and they were played constantly. Yeah. And it was just this moment where... What happened? Um, he, David was a comedian and he was what he thought was having fun. And he was trying to pull the blanket off of this girl, Tammy, who's now on that Basketball Wives, I think. Oh, wow. Or I think that's the show she's on, Tammy Roman. Hmm. And she was holding it on and saying, no, no, no. But she was laughing. So he kept doing it. And eventually she, he got the blanket off her and she was in her bra and panties and felt like she had been violated yeah. and they ended up kicking him out of the house Whoa! because the women all got together and mm-hmm. said, we don't feel safe. So either he goes or we go. Wow. And so he had to go. They unionized. They did. Yeah. Which I kind of feel weird that that would never happen now. Yeah. No. It would be the opposite. Yeah. Where- you know what they did? They did that on the last time I had that happen was on Cutthroat when Vinny and Siobhan got into a fight. And Siobhan, like, whipped Vinny with a necklace, like this metal necklace, and she, like, whipped him on the back with it, and it 
hit him pretty hard where he had like a welt from it. And he did something in retaliation that was really physical and scary for, I can't even remember what it was, but it was definitely scary for the people who were watching. And so people were like, I want him out of the house. And you know who was a big ringleader in this was Chet. Chet was like, he should not be around women and he is hitting girls and blah, blah, blah. And so what they did is they brought each woman downstairs to say to the camera, like we had to say, I feel safe in this house or I don't feel safe in this house. And if we said, I don't feel safe, then we had to leave. You have told me that and it's still disgusting. Yeah. That would not happen right now. So we all After the Me Too moment, that would not, I don't believe they would do that. Right. I don't either. But how crazy. And it was like, well, what happened? Who was the producer? I think it was still Booth. They kept it as, uh, yeah, it was. They kept it as, uh, like, I don't know if they really gave us an answer. We were like, well, what happens if we say we don't feel safe? Like what? And I think it was a, a certain majority had to say that but if that majority safe, wasn't achieved, then, then the yeah. person who didn't feel safe was it. So what did you late. say? I said I felt safe. Why? Because I didn't want to go home. Did you feel safe? Well, yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, then you should. That was the yeah, reason. Yeah, but I still think it was wrong for him to do that. There's, yeah. a, you know, there's a difference between, like, I feel safe in a lot of m- moments. It doesn't mean that the person didn't do something that was wrong. Yeah. You know, they're two almost separate. Well, remember when. Uh, on the Inferno 3, when I've told this story before about how Ace came into the bedroom drunk with Johnny and, you know, we had been asleep for hours. This was, you know, three, four in the morning and started playing music. It was when we still had iPods and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and when he climbed the thing ladder to my bed and I pushed him off and then, uh, we had a whole house meeting yeah. about it, and Johnny said, "You know what you're getting into when you come on a challenge. You should expect people to want to no. quote party." And as I always say, I don't even use party as a verb. Yeah, that's my policy. Let alone actually do it. Right. Um. But I felt strongly that if I say no and you continue to move into my bed. It That's wasn't in a sexual way, violation. yeah, but still. But that was my private your space. Yeah. It's the only space you have, mm-hmm. and <gasps> so he, I got to stay. But I often wonder if that's because they didn't have the footage of it. Like if they had the footage of it, I don't know if they would have let me stay. Hmm. You know, because I think part of it was like, how do we make this a story if we can't explain why she's going? Right. Yeah, but yeah. who knows? Oh, man. But to, speaking to your point, that the whole house was mad at me. The whole house, except for like, you know, Kara and my friends. But not mad at the guy who was drunk and climbing. Exactly. It was boys will be boys and you are the problem, Susie, because you're no fun. They said the same thing on the ruins when everybody was pulling tops off. And they were like, well, you should know that when you come on here. Boy, that that season was a real trough for morality. (laughs) I think it was the combo of certain guys in the house. Uh Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. (laughs) Some of which I like, some of which I don't. Right. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, People really love talking about the banana backpack. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. It was, that was crazy to see. However insane it looked on TV. Really? It was a thousand times more intense in real life. Why? Because CT, and I mean, still, but especially at that time, was a humongous human being. 
People don't, <laughs> people don't realize how tiny Johnny really is. Like if you look at our cast photos for Rivals 2, Johnny's my height. Mm-hmm. He's not big, people. He's like, he's got, you know, big muscles and everything, but he's a short guy. And CT is not a small man. He, he came out and, oh, I was like, I think the quote that I say is, I don't know whether I'm terrified or turned on. And then I said a little <laughs> bit of both <laughs> because I was like, hubba hubba, but also hide. Like it was so crazy. He was so huge. And I just watched him pick up Johnny. Like it was like, like a, you know, every now and then, like, well, not every now, but you know, sometimes like there'll be a little bug and he'll accidentally get flipped over and the little bug's legs will be all <laughs> up in the air and he'll be like struggling to flip back over. And like, you want to come around and help him, but you're like, oh, he looks so cute like that. That was Johnny. Yeah. It was so funny. And then watching him just get slammed. That was not a prop. That was a, an actual metal oil barrel. Right. It was not a plastic plastic yeah it was that was a metal barrel that got practically folded in half with johnny's body (laughs) it was crazy and then to watch then right after that ct went against tyler in the same game and tyler held his own for like oh my god like 35 40 minutes though tyler's a big dude too yeah and it just to watch the two of them it's just like you know, I can't, I'm sure there was some excuse Johnny made about how he like didn't get his footing or whatever it was, but those are always That's my favorite. That's what he said? Like, I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. there was something. And then he also said like, oh, well, CT was more winded when it came time for Tyler's turn. Cause right. he had like, <laughs> no, okay. no, it was so funny to watch though. That was crazy. We had someone named Marcus who doesn't have Twitter, but he had heard through the grapevine mm-hmm. that we were requesting these things and he submitted some so i'm gonna read some of them um let's see (laughs) he likes johnny mosley as a host oh really you don't hear that often no and i've (laughs) met johnny mosley in real life and you're kind of he's laid back he's laid back yeah he's totally laid back he's like the guy that you want to like sit on the beach with and have a beer but he would probably be He's he, TJ. T, I think TJ does a good job as host. Yeah. Um, Except well, when his, TJ's like, "Oh, he's everybody's fine when people are drowning," and like on the last this season when Leroy almost freaking died. I've been really disturbed. I know I'm always a negative Nancy about this stuff, but I have been so disturbed with vendettas and how it feels like. <sighs> They have not, they're not even pretending to care about safety. And when I say they, I mean the producers. What do you call, what did you call it? Something porn. Like, like. Yeah. Trauma trauma porn. porn. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what it feels like. That was painful to watch. Yeah. That episode I thought, okay, we've turned a corner. They're not even pretending to care because sometimes they'll pay lip service to, you know, with safety first. Yeah. Uh Now they're just like, you know what else we're going to do? We're going to slam some nails into your hands. It felt like the safety was a little relaxed on the last one I was on too, on Rivals 3. Why? Well, obviously it's to get... The helicopter freaking crashed and People did die. People died. Right. People on our crew died. Right. We had to cut film. That day nobody went... And did, I mean, they stopped shooting and we had the day off and it was so weird. And 
the producer pulls us into a room and talks to us about how, and she's crying, and it was so scary. And then we all got to call our family because all of our family at home hears. Yeah, it was in the news. They have not heard from us in two weeks because we weren't allowed to call anybody when we changed locations. Then everybody at home hears in the news, crew dead or like cast dead or whatever in helicopter crash in Argentina and Landon knows I'm in Argentina because we had the same bank account and he saw me withdraw money and looked at where the money with like where the ATM was in Argentina. Can you imagine like my aunt, I had to call my aunt and my husband and like, cause they were like, what the hell is going on and who's dead? Right. That was terrible. <sighs> so bad. Um, I could have been on that helicopter. Don't say that. I mean, I'm just saying it was like two hours before we were supposed to be in there. Yeah. In that thing. Yeah, it's not good. I don't like what the situation with it's the safety right now. Speaking of safety, they um, a lot of people brought this one up, and I agree. It was one of the craziest moments in the challenge, which is when it was on, let's see, oh, the Inferno, when um, Julie mm-hmm. and Veronica yep. were hanging from the uh-huh. wire. What the actual fuck? And Julie appeared to be unhooking yeah. Veronica's safety harness. Oh, my harness. God. Oh, my God. And Veronica's... Where did she get the idea that she could do that? Well, in reality, she wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, she was trying to do something else. I don't know what it was. I can't recall. But Veronica certainly thought She's she was going to die. And I oh on the God. balcony, I remember seeing Tim Beggy like... Losing his mind. And Tim Beggy is as cool as a cucumber. Yeah. Like, he never loses it. And he was like, no, stop. Like, I think he oh thought god. Veronica was going to fall to her death for real. Oh, my God. That's so terrifying. And then when they brought them back in and Veronica was shaken. Yeah. Shooketh. Yeah. And uh, very upset. And Julie did that thing that you do when you want to make some fun of someone that's crying by like putting your fists up to your Uh eyes and like, oh, you're crying. And I was like, she is ruthless. Yeah, she is. When it is so weird because she's this conservative Mormon character, but she's as competitive as a human being can be. Wow, that's really scary. Yeah, dude. But I don't know if like they addressed really what the risk was there and whether it was because usually there are like multiple safety like you can't just do one god well i don't know you know right i I mean i don't know what was in place (sighs) i'm getting like nervous just like thinking about that anyway changing the subject i've gotten super into like i told you at the end of december Mm -hmm. of 2017 Mm -hmm. i was like i i'm redoing my whole life yeah and I decided to get hyper organized. Yeah, it's like remodeling and reorganizing your everything, whole life. Everything. And so included in that is like I've become one of those people that's like all about lists mm-hmm. and calendars mm-hmm. and getting my family all together. Everybody and, on the same page. Right. That sounds smart. So I'm using an app called Picnic. It's P-I-C-N-I-I-C. Ooh. And it's so cool because you they have everything from like meal planning to, um, they have a collaborative with team snap. So if your kids are on teams and they use that. And I know parents who have kids who are on like four different ones. It's really confusing. Oh my gosh. Forget it. And so you can sync all of those calendars together in this one handy app. 
and you can make to-do lists and assign them to a family member. I'm all into that. Yep. There you go. Here's some work. I got a few to assign. (laughs) And you can make a shopping list super easy. And um, they have lists that you can do like specifically for your favorite store, like Walmart or Costco. And that way, wherever you are, you know what you need to buy there. Yes. I'm into it. So I love them and you guys should try them too. Go to picnic.com. That's P-I-C-N-I-I-C.com slash get started to set up your account and use promo code PODPIC, P-O-D-P-I-C, for 30 days of Picnic Premium free. Cool. That is go to picnic.com, P-I-C-N-I-I-C.com, slash get started to sign up your, to set up your account and use promo code PODPIC for 30 days of Picnic Premium free. That's so great. Yeah. I'm into it. Try it. Tell me what you think. You can get organized. We'll sync our calendars. You want to sync me oh, and you, Sarah? Yeah. All right. Another one that I remember from way back was, and I think this was way back when it was still Road Wars versus Real World, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the teams were even, uh, and they had to jump, bungee jump off of a, something akin to, I think it was in Vegas, but it looked like the Space Needle mm-hmm. type of thing. And they were trying to set a world record oh, Lord. for the furthest distance of a bungee jump. No. Nope. So they had to choose who was going to go last because whoever went <gasps> last. It's the more stretched out. Fuck that shit. Yeah. And whoever oh, my it God. was no. got the Guinness World Record at that time for the furthest bungee jump, the longest nope, distance. No, no, no. Off nope. a building. No, no, that, no. For a million reasons, no. <laughs> they loved it though. They I'll tell you, that's to. the one thing I'll never do is bungee jump. You're not into that. Now there's a whole bunch of stuff I'll never do, but, but you know, then <laughs> I was like, I'll skydive. I feel like that's safer, but bungee jumping, there's nothing okay about turning yourself into a human rubber band and then like the crack, like that's got to be terrible for your body. Mm-hmm. I remember- Just go down and be flung. Oh, on the extreme way. challenge, I've told this how they did a reverse bungee where you start on the ground and they slingshot you up into the air. Also awful. Not only awful, but a few weeks later it was outlawed. Okay. (laughs) Because you could hit the crane at the top. Jesus Christ. Like depending on where they aim you. Holy, oh my God, oh my God. And then, not only that, but we had to hold... we sign our life away. We had to hold a water balloon. So they, you're laying on the ground, they pull this thing, you shoot up into the sky, and then you come down and you have to look for the target and throw the water balloon. (laughs) I hate everything about this. So dumb. But... You know, safety second. Right. Everything <laughs> underwater, fine. Everything where you're like being flung up and no, 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 no. What no. about, dude? Okay, hold on. Let me find other ones. But I still want to see that clip of. Well, I don't want to see it, but just hearing Tony's story about jumping onto the beam and freaking busting his spleen. I mean, he had to have surgery in Uruguay. Why? You just told me that last week, and I. How did I not know this? Well, I barely knew except when Tony told me this. Because I, I don't know. I guess I didn't watch that season or whatever. But the idea that you'd come back on a show after you lost your spleen on the previous <laughs> season is... Well, yeah. So I, I'm starting to realize that the weather someone comes back has pretty much everything to do with what the alternative is. Yeah, Totally. And so if the alternative is bagging groceries or bartending, Mm -hmm. for some people, that's a better 
choice to go back. And if otherwise you would be getting a great job like Landon Lewick, who we interviewed for our patreon.com slash brain candy. That's where we put all of our challenge interviews and live Q and A's. He said, you know, even for champs versus stars, which is only three weeks, he was like, here's how much I would make it at my job. You can pay me more than that or I won't do it. Why Mm -hmm. would I stop my job for less than, but then to be in the public eye again? Mm -hmm. Um, if you're doing well, it just doesn't make any no, sense to go back. Yeah. Um, a lot of people wanted to talk about this lap herd around the world mm-hmm. from Seattle as well. That was crazy where um, Steven slapped Irene whenever she was leaving. She was quitting the show because she didn't and like... And threw a teddy bear in the water. Yeah. He had hit it and she asked him where it was and she knew he had it. But he said, oh, I don't have it. So she was like, you're a homosexual. And mm-hmm. so he was like oh, you think I'm a homosexual? Well, I'm going to go get your bear and I'm going to throw him in the water and I'm going to come out to the cat, the production vehicle, I should say, production van mm-hmm. and smack you across the face. Oh, man. And Irene talks about it in interviews and says how she remembers when she was slapped, her face was then pointed right at this large group of crew members who did nothing oh. about a man hitting her on camera. And how poignant and how yeah. terrifying and whatever that was for her. Um, but that was a stunning moment and crazy. And then it turned out he was gay. So obviously that was a big trigger, mm-hmm. but he was closeted. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? There was a yeah. lot to unpack there. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I just, I mean, it, it's, to, I feel like those things are shocking then at the time but would we even be that shocked now if that do you think and has there there's been stuff that was a that's pretty bad pretty one close. you don't see a lot of guys hitting girls but then you did see well i guess they kicked him off when tony got real up in camilla's yeah, face yeah but he didn't actually hit her no you're right i mean that is pretty that's a line yeah that is and whoa um once my brother slapped me in the face i still don't let him live it down why would he do that i mean he was like 11 and I was 13 and I was like mad at him because he was picking on my little brother and I was like you should pick on somebody your own size and then he called me the b word and slapped me in the face and I was like you how dare you a lot of people obviously are talking about when Johnny took your money yep you know I've been thinking about that recently especially because like people have been tweeting about it and he went on BuzzFeed and talked about it I don't expect Johnny to do anything but that yeah it's totally expected. Yeah. The part that I, you know, to put it just, you know, kind of like close the books on this. It's like the part that I was the most hurt by was the fake friendship because like think it was real to me and it wasn't real for him. I think it was. But if it were, then I feel like after that I hand, I... I didn't yell at him. I didn't say, you're a fucking asshole for doing that. I mean, we went out to dinner with everybody that night after everything happened, like with just, you know, the cast and it was fine and everything. And, and then it was like, in order for him to be okay with that decision, he had to also kind of villainize me in a way. And I felt like, why couldn't you just be cool? And like... Why couldn't you just be like, look, no hard feelings? And because I kind of said that, like, I understand why you did that. And, 
you know, and then he's just done a lot of like justifying and, and like, well, you know, was our relationship really worth $135,000 or whatever? To me, it wasn't even about the money. It was like, okay, yeah, you did that, but then don't like write me off as a human being and then paint it as like, I'm a terrible person or this is balancing the scales for what I've done. That was the part where I was like, oh, this sucks. Cause it felt like I had been in my past screwed over by so many, like, like I'd been the fool before. Like I was that junior high kid who like got invited to the, to like everybody was like, oh, meet us at the mall at, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon. And then I would like get so excited and then nobody would be there. You know, and then like to be painted as like, and then he said in some interview that like, that I just did those things to like get like, um, the move I made to get camera time or that like, I was always the lovable loser until I did that. And I was like, what? I made it to the final of like three challenges before I did that. Like Mm -hmm. I just wanted to win because that's what the point is. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with me wanting camera time. I was already on every single season since I wasn't like a background player. I was, I made it to the final of like mm-hmm. everything I did with the exception of one challenge. Right. Until then, you know? Yeah. So I, I was see just like, what your that, point is. That was just, you know, and I just want it to be water under the bridge and I want him to be able to like look me in the eye and shake my hand. And I don't think he can do that because I feel like I've stuck my hand out and he's not. Yeah. But I think it's complicated because I agree with you and that the way that he handled it afterward in his mind required him Mm -hmm. to justify what he did instead of him just being like, you know what? I, it's a game. And I just felt like that was the power move that best thing for, that I could do. He doubled down and was like, yeah, I don't know, using it as part of his identity. But then, then after it aired is when it got ugly because then you told me about the Adderall Mm -hmm. and then I, previously I had said, well, I would have done what he did too. I would have taken the money. I don't care. Like Mm -hmm. if I didn't really like someone, I would take the money. Yeah. Um, but then when I found out about the Adderall, yeah. that changed my opinion, yeah. but it also changed the social media interactions, mm-hmm. the vitriol from both sides. Yeah. And so then I think he thought, well, this n- n- no love lost, like we're just going to yeah. play this yeah. role. Yeah. I got straight shut down by MTV. Like they're the ones who canceled all my interviews who, cause they were scared I was going to talk about the Adderall. Mm-hmm. I never had a single interview after I won that challenge. Right. Not one. Right. Because they knew you had this information Mm -hmm. that was also true. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like you were spreading some false Mm -mm. thing. And so the last thing they wanted to do was Mm -hmm. tarnish their brand. And that's when, for me, Johnny took on a different role with the show, which is somebody who would boost the brand of the the challenge. Yeah. And he became a persona and Mm -hmm. that's how we got where we are now. Yeah. Not we, they. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we weren't willing to play by that rule. Right. And so then we got blacklisted yeah. in, that, in that sense. Yeah. Like in terms of you doing interviews and stuff. Yeah. And that was by MTV, not Una Murray. Yeah. And they keep asking you to come back. So you're not blacklisted in terms of them wanting you back. Mm-hmm. But, but they did whatever. not want me to talk about the truth, which was that he was fined $3,000. No, it was five. Five. Yeah, $5,000. For having... Adderall. 
Right. Because I remember that moment when they caught awake. they caught it and and they were and then he just tried to weasel his way out of it. And like, what did he were, say? They were like, "What is this?" And I remember who it was. What the who the talent coordinator was, and she was like, "We said." give us everything you have. Why didn't you give this to us? And he was like, uh, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, let me see what else there is before we wrap it up. Um, Let's see, let's see, let's see. Is there anything that stands out for you? I'm trying to think back. You know what one of my favorite, like, I want to talk about favorite actual challenges. Okay. You know, and one of my favorite ones to watch, I bet for you it wasn't that fun. Weren't you on the one where you had to find the matching giraffes? Yeah. I loved watching that. Yeah. Watching all you guys, you were in Africa, right? Yeah. And you had to wade across the water to find, this like marsh, to find these two statues and there were two ones that were matching, but they were all just a little tiny bit different. And I loved watching that. And you and Kara were just hilarious on there. Right. Cause she was throwing it so I could win and get immunity. And so she, the only person that had to beat uh, us was Paula in order for that to not work. Mm-hmm. And Paula did <gasps> win. Um, and so Johnny cookie. lifted her up. It wasn't even that. They, it turned out that underneath the yeah. giraffe, there was like a code yeah. that we didn't know. We were just, these all look the same. Yeah. You just had to find the trick. There's Man, always a trick. that was so funny though. Kara's a riot. Yeah. Like when she's being silly, there's just nothing funnier. I love it. And she was like pretending to fall over and yeah. stuff. Because she didn't want people to think she actually wasn't capable. Yeah. So she had to almost be like banana peel, like comedic <laughs> yeah. about it. And it was really funny. I like that whole season. Yeah. My favorite one that I ever did was the Up All Night Challenge where we had to memorize things. Like we were standing yeah. on the boxes and they brought in just bizarre things that were happening all night long. And we had we didn't know what we were going to do with this information, but we knew that it was a two-parter and we had to stay up all night and then there was going to be a puzzle. And as soon as the first thing happened, I was like, oh, I know what this is. Mm -hmm. And I just loved that the book I had just read before was Moonwalking with Einstein, which is all about memorization techniques. And I put all of them to work. And we, I have never seen a pair crush a challenge more than Johnny and I crushed that one. I mean, we finished in under two minutes and the next closest person finished in like 45 minutes. It was so fun to just gloat and be like, that's your favorite. Oh, I did so well. You guys have no idea what the trick is. Then I find out that the next season, all the cast members have read that book, which I love that at least they're reading. But like Nelson read it, Devin read it. And like it started, like, how did she do that? Okay, well, let's find out what she's reading. Devin found out. He was like, what's that book? I told Devin and Devin went and told everybody. 
We might not see any more memorization. Right. <laughs> I wonder if they're using retain that. retain right. and apply. And use it, right? And that was just my favorite. So if you ever want any good memorization techniques, read that book. Wow. I loved that challenge. Um, one of the weirdest things for me was on the extreme challenge, there was a paintball ow, mission ow, ow. that was poorly planned. Oh, and great. As a result, if we had done it, um, when you would get up to a certain point, I think we started it, but we didn't finish it. When you got up to a certain point, the you were required to shoot each other at point blank range, which w- even with a paintball, ouch, is very dangerous. Yeah, and so we, um, my team, road rules, revolted and were like, "We're not doing this. It's not safe." And so it was shut down. And they, production had to figure out, what are we going to do? And so then weeks later, we were in New York and had to appear before, like, one of those judges that's on TV. Oh, my God. The judge, he was the old, bald guy, I don't know, some guy. And so, but we're furious because now production is trying to figure out a way to make it so that they can make a story yeah. without telling the truth, which is they poorly planned a yeah. thing and put our safety in jeopardy. Yeah. So then we revolted again. Oh my God. And we so were good. like, we're not going to go to the courtroom and we're not doing that. And then there was one guy on our team, Latarian, who was like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to make our case. And so he went in and stated our case about like why we should win. And the judge said, well, I would side with you, but your whole team isn't here, so... That's bull-loney. Yeah. So, but at no point did production reveal that the reason this all happened was because of negligence on their part. Oh, they're so So, good at that. Our our, uh, whole cause was, you know... You can usually tell those when it's like, wait... Something doesn't make sense. Just like the teams on this last... On Vendettas, when... Marie totally picked like the perfect and you're like and then they even said oh we we set this up so it was gender like neutral neutral bullshit yeah it was i was like there's something fishy going on sure enough there was there was oh man crazy yeah it's all crazy and sometimes i go through my pictures because back in the day we could take pictures and i'll think this is all weird this whole life is weird so weird that there's going to be a day where our kids are going to be old enough to like watch that. I can't wait to show Lincoln because I'll tell him about about stuff. He went to a party recently where they had like wildlife that, you know, someone brought in was like, you can touch this lizard. Mm -hmm. And he really wanted there to be a snake. And I'm like, one time I had this gigantic white or albino, whatever. And it was, you know, 20 feet long or something wrapped around me. It's heads right here. And I'm thinking, I can't wait to show him that. Yes. I'm still waiting for my Legacy Box DVDs, or yes. I was showing right now. But yeah, like that'll be fun. That's cool. I, I mean, you'll get to show all the fun things that you did. And that's the good part. Yeah. Is that some of these things were extraordinary and I'm so thankful for. I mean, it's pretty badass to be like, hey, uh, we've won challenge. Like you and I have both won challenges, which... Not a lot of people get to do. Mm-hmm. We've 
jumped out of airplanes. We've climbed mountains. We've swam across oceans. We've run across deserts. That is all stuff I'm very grateful for. So many. I met my husband. You met your husband. I met you. I met you. There you go. So I love it. Um, but if you do want more of our challenge content, you should go to patreon.com slash brain candy. We have ton- we are on episode like 60 some of the, our interviews with former and current cast members. God, and you get access to all of it. Yeah. We have weekly live Q and A's where you guys can talk to us while we're recording and tell us, you know, through the video, what you want to know. We if you cold call cast members. Yes, we cold call people. So, so when there are questions, they give us the answers. Join us for that because it's original content and it's special just for you. Patreon.com slash brain candy. All right, people. Thanks for listening. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It. 